0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back. <laughs> this is Hoop Ball Heat. With Ben and Luke, we are back at it again for the long-awaited Biggs uh, uh, episode to finish off our series of going through uh, this Miami Heat roster. Ben, you excited? It's been 84 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this has been a long time in the making. I never thought we'd get this far. Um, I'm excited. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Are you? Yeah. A... Well, uh, man, we so we took a little bit of a break in between uh, some of our episodes to kind of uh, just move into college and figure our kind of situations out. But we are so happy to be getting past this series and. Going on to this new NBA season, which I'm so so excited for. Um, just going to quickly run through the the very uh, quick news uh, that's related to this episode when we're discussing Miami Heat big men. Um, obviously, y'all know. Uh, well, Luke, hold spots- on, hold
1: on. I just want to, I just want to hold on, hold on one second. I feel like you are underselling this, Luke. We are literally days. Next week, training camp starts. We are like two, three weeks away from preseason. The season starts in a month, Luke. We're almost there.
0: That's very true. Season starts in a month. And you know what? I'm actually kind of excited about this season. Um, it feels like, how do I put it? You know, every redemption. other. Yeah, redemption. You know, ever since LeBron left, we've been getting this sort of roller coaster. Um, 2015, Heat missed the playoffs, uh, mostly a result of uh, Chris Bosch's uh, health. Uh, 2016, you have that great team that makes it to the second round, only to be eliminated by the Miami Heat's lack of size. Um, and once anchors. again once again because they lost Chris Bosch. Um, 20, yeah, then twenty seventeen, you missed the playoffs, twenty eighteen get knocked down the first round, twenty nineteen, miss the playoffs again, twenty twenty get to the finals, and then twenty twenty-one the disappointment. So it's been very much a roller coaster, and I think this is our this is our year. This is the one where we finally get to the top of the roller coaster again.
1: I'm ugh, I'm so excited. Like it has been rough for like the last couple months without basketball. The Dolphins suck, Tua's hurt. The Marlins are terrible. Like they have been my whole life. Hockey, the Panthers are pretty good, but that season's also not happening right now. Yeah,
0: with the Dolphins, the Dolphins is a tricky matter because I feel like I I finally know what it's like to be a a fan of, there's so many franchises in the NBA where I'm trying to think of one in particular. Tell me if you've got one, but that kind of team where you keep getting hope. You you keep thinking over and over again, this is gonna be a good year. This is year will finally be good. And every year, just by by sure like the force of God, the team just ends up shitting in its own pants.
1: Sacramento? Yeah. Minnesota.
0: We are having this episode only like minutes after minnesota general manager garrison rosas was fired and i mean that's the kind of thing where i mean Gerson rosas was actually a good general manager so i'm we're both very confused about that yeah but yeah Minnesota's Car- a good pick for that
1: carl anthony towns by the way not happy tweeting out wtf seems seems like he had no idea that this was coming um look i have a genius idea
0: Tell me this genius idea.
1: What if you team up Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns? I really, no. think a, I really think it's something the likes of which I've no. never seen before, man. We're not doing that again. Yeah,
0: we no, don't. you know what I want? What do you Here's want? what I want. I want, and I know there's been like a ton of talk about like Ben Simmons going to a bazillion places. I want Ben Simmons. In Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns, specifically, so that we have like one team marked on the schedule where Jimmy would just go berserk.
1: Honestly, I if I can get into that a little bit, um, because like I, I saw this being said and like it makes le- way less sense now for the um Wolves to trade for Ben Simmons. So you had Gerson, oh, Rosas. absolutely, so you had Gerson Rosas, right? Um who was a main part of the reason why Minnesota was in these rumors, who worked with Philly general manager, Daryl Morey for over a decade in Houston. Um, Daryl Morey, the GM who is currently trying to trade Ben Simmons. So me thinks that um, Minnesota is kind of out of this, out of it right now. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to get him.
0: Well, me thinks that, like, what what reason, just thinking hypothetically, what reason would they have for firing Son Rosas? I mean, and I know that's, like, going through a lot of people's minds right now, but especially in the current climate of the NBA, there's really only one other story going on right now, which is the Ben Simmons story. Why
1: now? You know why I think, Luke... Yeah, I think me. it's because they have a center who's not as good as Bam Adebayo. Let's get into the bigs.
0: <laughs> that is the greatest transition
1: I have ever heard in my life. Let's get into big the big time.
0: Babe. Yeah, that's our quote of the day. Let's get into the bigs. What kind of um,
1: season do you think Bam's going to have, Luke?
0: Man, I'm so excited for Bam Adebayo. And, uh, so let me put it this way. I have always been a big, like, fantasy football player. Um, I love fantasy football. But, and every year when the fantasy football season ends, I, like, get all my friends and I'm like, hey, well, now it's time for us to do fantasy basketball, right? And my friends, of course, are like, no, fantasy basketball sucks, uh, whatever. But the few times I've tried to play fantasy basketball, of course, as I always do, I am very biased towards the Miami Heat players. And so I'll go after guys like Jimmy, guys like Bam. Even before uh, Jimmy was in Miami, I was saying, oh, I'm going to take Ron Dragic with one of the top picks of the draft. I'm gonna take Josh Richardson. Hey, why is Dion Waiters on waivers? He's one of the best scorers out there. Um, and all this bullshit stuff. But, anyways, with Bam and buy, him, I feel like this season he's actually gonna be good in fantasy. And the reason why I use that example is because I We've already seen Jimmy talk about how it's not important for him to be the number one scorer. We've already seen how incredible of a playmaker Kyle Lowry is. Obviously, Bam is a good playmaker in his own right, but with Lowry handling the ball and Jimmy helping facilitate, and I mean, he may not be a spacer as in the traditional way that he shoots. But when that guy drives to the basket or even goes for a mid-range or a fadeaway or does his juke steps, immediately that drags the defense over. So I think they're going to create a lot of room for Bam to work with. And that's going to get him a lot of easy baskets. And so I'm hoping that Bam and bio becomes really a centerpiece of the Heat's offense. So I'm really excited for what he can do this season. Now, do you agree with me or not?
1: Absolutely. I feel like you don't. No, I I agree with you that he's going to be incredible this year. Like listen, I've been pretty consistent with this for a long time now, several months, and like I've said it, you've heard me say it. Um Bam is a is one pick and roll ball handler away from 25 points a game. That's all he needs is is one guy and he just got a guy who disregarding last season where he missed 26 games also
0: it was Tampa
1: also in Tampa also I, I think I think
0: of anything we've learned in NBA history that if you're not in Miami you cannot succeed in the NBA in Florida
1: tell that to the 09 magic anyway um but no uh I think that uh
0: come on, that name was some Krypton.
1: I think that Kyle Lowry is going to turn Bam into a 25-point-per-game scorer. He was already at, what, 18.9, 18.7 last year? 19. He was at 19 points a game. Now he's getting lobs and layups for from Lowry because he's a, a gifted pick-and-roll player. Like, Bam is going to do incredible things this year on both ends of the floor. We already know what he brings defensively. He's going to get to strut his stuff a little bit more as a rim protector because Lowry's going to be able to keep guys in front and, you know, um, keep guys on the perimeter. Don't be surprised if the Heat go back to a bit more of drop coverage because they, they're they going to have guards who can actually stay in front of guys now and they won't have to switch as much. Um, yeah, that's something that interests
0: me. <laughs> Being able to not have to rely on that switch. (laughs) I mean, last season, we saw Ben was always being switched on to guards, which he did fantastically. Yeah. But at the same time, that's not the ideal situation. You don't want to go full, like we were saying yesterday, you know, on our last episode, you don't want to go full Utah Jazz and just say, here, big man, you do the entire
1: defense. And we know that, like, we know Spoh's smart enough to where I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like they did two years ago in the season they went to the finals, where... Um, It's primarily drop coverage during the regular season. And then once you get to the the playoffs, then you start implementing more of the switching. Um, And and by the way,
0: this may mean like, like the switching allows you to do so much on defense. It allows you to really um, like, but at, at the same time, the Heat were essentially allowing layups last year. If you're yes. doing the inverted zone that Spo kept going to, which is basically just so that they could have Bam on the perimeter, yeah, you're forfeiting so many easy baskets inside. And even more than that, you know what else you're forfeiting? What? Rebounds. Yes. The Heat were not good at rebounds. No. And that might, honestly... Everyone I hear on ESPN is saying, oh, they need more size. They need a big man. Bam and a bow isn't big enough. Um, even your family was saying they need Andre Drummond.
1: Yes. but thought, at some, for, those, for those unaware, my father for a lot of last year was clamoring for Andre Drummond on the Heat. At the same time, so much
0: of rebounding is positioned. And if Bam and Abayo is at the freaking three point line, I don't care how tall
1: he is. Yeah, yeah. I think Put um, that man drop. I will say though, um, I think the switching, the inverted zone specifically that you that you touched on, the three two with um, with the smalls near the basket. I think that could work a lot better now. I feel much more comfortable with say duncan robinson and kyle lowry or or you know kyle lowry and pj tucker because he is kind of he's the second shortest player on the court for miami pj tucker um i'm,
0: I th- I'm already predicting the best moment of the season the best moment of this season is going to be when kyle lowry gets a rebound over Andre drummond
1: i mean <laughs> listen it'd be, it'd be nice but no, um, I think I feel I feel much more comfortable, and I feel like you do too, with those kinds of guys around the basket and in his zone than I do with yeah. Kendrick Nunn and and Goran Dragic. Uh
0: hey, come no, on! No
1: disrespect to Goran, it's just like he's not a rebounder. Like that's no, not who he, he is.
0: is.
1: <laughs> Kyle, on the other hand, is a guy who can rebound. We've seen that. Kyle's
0: big body self is an excellent rebounder for his size.
1: But um yeah no I'm expecting you know I'm expecting 25 10 and, and six from Bam this year. I legitimately and, and by believe the way, he can do that.
0: I, I do wanna like say one thing about Lowry before we go on to our next yeah, uh, big man. Please. Um obviously the great thing about Lowry aside from the facilitating, I know that's like the main storyline is oh, he's gonna create for Jimmy he'll create for Bam. We know that they're going to try and stagger those minutes so they can have at least one of Jimmy and uh, Kyle on the court at most of the game. Um, I'm excited to see what happens when, of those three stars, Kyle Lowry is the only one out there. I'm excited for that kind of lineup. Maybe the, the, the Kyle, Hero, Struce, Morris, Deadman lineup where Kyle Lowry is forced to be the offensive kind of guy, aside from hero. I'm really psyched to see what he can do with the whole kind of team at, um, behind him and having the ball in his hands and basically being told, go get points. I'm really excited to see that side of Lowry that we haven't really seen in, in a couple years now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is going to be interesting for sure. I like it because it means Jimmy and Bam don't have to play as many minutes as they did last year. Um, a big reason why uh, the Heat were able to be so successful in, in the bubble was, one, the, the break for a team that had a lot of older guys on it. But two, even during the season, Jimmy was playing under 30 minutes a night. And that's huge for a guy with the amount of mileage on his legs that he has
0: yeah, and because I think it's best I save my bubble rant for another episode, because that, that's definitely coming. That's something to look forward to. Um, I I've been holding that one in my pocket for quite some time. But um let's get on to the next big man. Who do you wanna who do you wanna start with of the kind of remaining lot?
1: I mean, you already touched on him, so let's let's go into it. Um Dwayne Dedman's role on this team.
0: Mr. Dedman.
1: This past season was a breath of fresh air. After so many games of watching Precious Achua over the course of a season forget how to play basketball. (laughs) Respectfully forgot how to play basketball as the season went on. um, And watching guys like, you know, Andre Iguodala having to play small ball five. Watching, you know, some minutes Kelly watching Kelly Olinick have to try his best and he who shall not be named getting his shoulder hurt um mm. i think that having a guy who knows how to roll who knows his, his role his
0: name is redacted by the way
1: excuse me who who knows how how who knows what his role is who is a good rebounder has good touch around the basket, is physical, is strong, is tall. Like Dwayne Dedman was a breath of fresh air to watch, and I think he's going to be just as important this season because teams have very much switched to having their bigger guys coming off the bench. He's going to have to bump with some of these guys. Um, Also, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit more of those Bam Deadman lineups this year because now Spo has the time to actually experiment with them.
0: Um, You know what I
1: hate? What do you hate, Luke?
0: And and this does kind of combine like Bam and Deadman. I don't like that. Like people are like, oh, well, it's the current NBA. These big men have to be able to shoot threes. You don't.
1: We didn't talk about how Bam said he might start shooting threes this year. Okay,
0: but so did Ben Simmons.
1: Okay, but who would you rather be- Who would you believe? Bam or Ben Simmons? When they you talk?
0: know who I would believe. That's
1: like... Uh, and who has on. shown that they can shoot? Bam or Ben Simmons?
0: Hey, I mean, Ben Simmons in the outside, of, outside
1: of one practice video from two years ago.
0: <laughs> I believe Bam because he's worked with uh Chris Bosch. And um Ro-
1: and Rob Fodor.
0: Yeah all hail Chris Bosch. Um Hall of Famer Chris hall Bosch. Of famer
1: Chris Bosch. And you can never take that away from him, you cowards.
0: Yeah, you, cowards. Gutless you know,
1: cowards. You know who you are. I know you're listening right now. But um no yeah I think go go back. I apologize I interrupted you. I Kind of
0: find it uh, so it, last episode I was going on like a little bit of an aimless kind of speech about um how Devin was similar to a lot of big men in uh in kind of the recent NBA and I was kind of struggling to find the words for it and I found them with the help of um of David Vermil from Locked on Heat um where he he said um he said that most of us idealized the time of uh, basketball that we kind of started getting into it. And for me, that was very much like the big three era. So when I think of big men around that time, I think of like Roy Hibber. I think of some names that are about to uh, ring through your head. Nicholas Pekovic.
1: Nikola th- Pekovic. Nikola
0: Pekovic. Joachim Noah. Um, that's Al not Jeff- fair.
1: No, that's not fair. Noah was good. Noah was very good. Uh, okay.
0: Because um, uh,
1: Noah could uh, do that that point that point center stuff.
0: Well, yeah, Noah was great. Um, a guy who's still in the league right now, uh, Jan Mahimi. Uh, Is he Udo. still
1: in the league?
0: I'm not sure if he's on a roster right now, Hold but he's still on. NBA caliber. Hold it's on. not like that guy's faded out.
1: Uh, yeah, um, Ke-
0: Tiago Splitter is another guy. I just think of like guys who are pretty much just tall and stand in the middle. And Deadman is able he's to. He's retired.
1: Don Mahimi is he, retired. He played recently. He though. did. He played for Washington recently. I was just curious. Okay, but, like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking
0: about just, like, that kind of... Even, like, ever since, like, the league started, you got those guys who are just tall and big and can just do the little things in the paint. Right. And Dwayne Dedman is just a great kind of version of that. And he can do so much stuff for the Heat this year just to kind of suffer through those... um, through those tough matchups in the paint and really be that big body adult in the room as we like to call it
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think he's going to be important like really important to what they do because they're going to need some kind of size coming off their bench obviously um, we saw what happened last season when we were playing Andre Iguodala at the five like it, it, it that was not fun it was not fun, especially during the last two months of the season, when he forgot how to play basketball. Um, but no, I think I think Deadman's gonna. Hopefully, he can continue the momentum he had last season. Um, I think he's gonna be able to do a lot of good things for this team. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I like I like doing Deadman. I also think he's great. He's been. He's been really cool about interacting with the Twitter community. Heat Twitter. Um, oh yeah. He clearly gets some of the in jokes and like he's he's kind of the new Solomon Hill in that way, if that makes sense. It's like it,
0: like I know Solomon Hill is a good example of that. Where are some other examples?
1: Solomon Hill still like interacts. Oh, Solomon Hill is
0: great. To this I day, know, like,
1: he's still doing stuff with Heat fans. I love it. He's great. Um. What's like, I'm trying
0: to think of more. Actually, hold on really guy quickly.
1: Guy. Solomon, if you end up listening to this at some point, I'm a big One Piece fan. I know, I know last time <laughs> I, I, I read recently that you were in fact watching through One Piece. Come talk about One Piece with me on this show. I, it would be great.
0: Yeah, um, Ben is going to kick me out so that Solomon Hoyo can be his co-host.
1: We could Listen. We can, we can talk about your theories on, on what the One Piece actually is. But anyway, um, who are other guys who interact with Heat fans on Twitter a lot? Um, For a long time, the, the team had like a ban on players using social media, if you remember.
0: So yeah, because Pat Riley
1: is the goddamn godfather. He likes using emojis, though. We do know that.
0: Oh, yeah. And um, can I tell you about when I got to meet Pat Riley?
1: You haven't told this story to me or on the pod, so please go ahead.
0: Um, so during, it, it was April of 2019, mm-hmm. I was at the, I was at the Brooklyn game. The last which, one? So if you're an intense heat fan. Wow. And, 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 and like, I, I feel like if you're listening to this pod, you probably know stuff about the heat. And if you don't know stuff about the heat, then that's great. Cause that, that's. We're also here for that.
1: I'm so but, jealous of you right now. I didn't know that.
0: I um, I went to the Brooklyn game, Dwayne Wade's last game ever, and um, obviously, like there were no Brooklyn fans there because I was before they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant, The place was just packed with Vice shirts and uh, and I was sitting, like, I was sitting pretty far back. But I noticed that I, um, I, I was with my mom, my sister, and, uh, and my cousin. And I saw in like, like 10, 20 rows in front of us. You had an elegant looking man in a very nice suit. And I was like, holy shit, that's the guy.
1: That's the guy. That's
0: yeah. Pat Riley. That's NBA champion. That's the coach. Yeah. That's the greatest coach of all time. Um, you can quote me on that. And um, this game, yeah, that game. So ben I'm me a so I'm holding
1: up. I'm holding up the booklet that was passed out at Dwayne Wade's jersey retirement game to everyone. Um, and in it, there's pictures from that game. So that's. Luke got to be at his last game. I got to be at his jersey retirement. So that's pretty if, cool.
0: If you did a "Where's Waldo, of that book, I'm sure at some point you might be able to find me.
1: Did you see like LeBron and Melo and CP3 there too?
0: Yeah, I saw them before the TV did.
1: <laughs> like, did you like yell at Pat Riley? So let continue the continue the story. I'm sorry.
0: And so me, being the confident piece of shit that I am. I get up and
1: I walked down to Pat Riley. So you walked and, over wow, okay. Was the bald security guy in your way?
0: Actually, he wasn't there. Wow. He was like sitting like like two seats away from the aisle. Um
1: Riley or the they're, they're, security they're...
0: guy? <laughs> no, Riley. Okay. There are, I, I assume there are a million snipers aiming at my head. Right. Of but, course. Um, of course, because that's how the Godfather operates. But I go down there and I'm this little kid. And um, I basically just say, thank you for changing my life. And as you know, on, on this pod, I mean, watching he has been a huge part of me. Um between going through some of the toughest parts of my life he have always gotten me through it. So I, um, think I had like a 22nd kind of speech just about how Dwayne Wade and, and this moment and, and, um, kind of his team was like, it had a huge impact on me and it still does have an impact on me. And I, uh, I got to shake his hand
1: That's awesome. and
0: I, Uh, I mean, it was pretty freaking incredible. Um, How have
1: you never told me this story?
0: I'm sure I've told you.
1: No, you have not. I would remember if you'd told me this story.
0: You know what probably happened, because I remember, so if y'all remember, um, Ben and I met when we were pretty much just on, like, a Discord voice chat for um, uh, for the Miami Heat beat uh, Discord, and it was me, you, and uh, Tony Schwartz from uh, Five Reason Sports.
1: Our only multiple-time guest.
0: Our only multiple-time guest. Um, we've actually got some more guests. It's planned for uh, the future, including um, uh, Hoop ball Celtics. We've got Round ball Ramble coming on. Um, but anyways, so I assume that what happened is you were doing, you were taking one of your many breaks from watching the Heat lose. My,
1: my, my routine halftime bathroom break.
0: Of course. And I was probably telling Tony about it. So Tony probably knows if you Damn. don't.
1: I can't believe I didn't I've never heard that story before. That's crazy.
0: Um, I've got to say, I'm I've got some good stories, but I'll save I'll save them all for future episodes.
1: My grandpa cool. I I don't have stories, but I have my grandpa's stories. Um <laughs> I've got a good one really quickly before we get back to Dwayne Deadman and all that. Um my grandfather, well, he's, he's been able to like take pictures and meet people. He is a limo driver. He were, or he was before the pandemic kind of shut that industry down. Um, he worked for like a company. Um, he's gotten to take pictures of like Scottie Pippen, and Dwayne Wade at, cause just seeing them at airports and stuff. Um, I have like a, he got me like an autograph from John Sally. I got to talk to John Sally on the phone one time. That was pretty cool. But, um, My favorite story of his is Heat Legend, greatest point guard in franchise history, Mario Chalmers. Of Um, course. When he was. By the
0: way, this is the third point guard in the past week that Ben has talked about as Heat Legend, best key point guard of all time.
1: Just wait till I start saying it about Shabazz Napier. <laughs> um,
0: Heat legends about Napier.
1: Uh, oh, Gabe Vincent's gonna get there, man. I know it. Heat but, legend
0: Briante Weber, my Briante. brother.
1: Mm. But um yeah, funny. So yeah, uh when he got drafted and you know flew down here, um, my grandfather was the one to take him from the airport to his hotel. Mario Chalmers. That's kind of cool. It is. Yeah. So like years later, it was, it was kind of fun. Well, I got to meet him at like an autograph signing thing. And I, you know, I have the autograph still to this day and I have a picture with him, but uh, my grandpa told him that story and and he did in fact remember. So that was pretty cool.
0: Since we are talking about uh, Biggs,
1: how did you get on the phone with John Sally? He was in my grandpa's car and, and. My grandpa was like, Hey, my, my grandson's a really big basketball fan. And I was like eight years old I'm on the phone with him. And he, and he was like, he was really chill about it. And it was really cool. Um
0: Is that the most famous person you've ever had a phone call with
1: a phone call with? Absolutely. No question. Yeah.
0: For me, it was Sam Perkins.
1: That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, it,
0: it was green. It was locker room. I still consider it a phone call.
1: I mean, I was like, I went to like a trading card store, like a, a like a sports card store. And I got a bunch of like cards with my mom. And Mark Duper, former Miami Dolphins wide receiver, just happened to be there. And he gave me a signed card. He just happened to write. He was just, it he was just standing there. It was just there. And my mom was like freaking out. Um, That's kind of
0: cool. You know, I um I was in um I was at this mall in Brooklyn, and I um was with my brother and my sister. I swear to god, if
1: the name that comes out of your mouth is Kevin Durant, I'm gonna lose my mind.
0: No, it wasn't. And and we're standing by the entrance, and this guy walks in with some security. Um his girlfriend, really, really tall guy wearing a sombrero.
1: Okay. Is this an important is that an important part of the story?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> kind of. It depends. All right. And my sister, so as you all know, we are Jewish. So we know Jewish NBA players very well. And my sister, who's five years younger than me, is like, wait, is that morty Studemire,
1: <laughs> morty Studemire. oh and, boy and
0: i my first thought was he no. legend
1: amari stoudemire amari,
0: amari stoudemire he he's retired i mean he, i didn't realize he lived in new york he,
1: well he was a coach for the nets this past season
0: And I, and I, he like passed by us. I know I, I couldn't like do a double check. But my sister, who at that point I was trying to turn into a mini me, so I had like done I had done who is that NBA player tests like billions of times with her, and she is like, I swear that was um, Maurice Stoudemire, and I'm like doubting this, saying like you got it all wrong. There's no way he it just happened to be in Brooklyn, and then just a couple days later. I get it. I see on my uh, Twitter feed, Brooklyn has signed Amari Stoudemire to their coaching staff. <laughs>
1: Damn, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, no. Um, I'm trying to think of like other stories that I have. I don't have a lot.
0: Um, uh, on that on that note, while we're talking about Heat big man Amari Stoudemire, let's talk about another he big man who will be on our reserves this year. Um, Omer, you're seven.
1: Yes, good segue. Solid.
0: Yeah, how do you uh, like? I, don't know, I thought that was better than yours.
1: It was It was very good. No, that's like I liked mine, I thought mine just out of left field. Anyway, uh, uh
0: I, know, I, I thought that one was great. Um, anyways, because Omer that is classics. Omer, you're seven. That is a person. Um, we really signed him this year to be uh, like he, my
1: he's on my he has,
0: impression that he he's a fully guaranteed yes,
1: okay
0: that was, that was my for, question for, yeah I, I thought so that's why I answered it um <laughs> we're talking about at least what we saw in summer was that he is a guy who can facilitate who can kind of mm. be there on defense but the most intriguing thing is him as an offensive scorer. Now he can source his back to the basket. He can shoot the three-pointer. And when you're the Heat, when you're looking at that, I mean, you can't help but be impressed by, by that. And I think that's why he got the roster spot, especially because he kind of needed... Just a, a reserve big man, assuming that Udonis won't be getting the rotation minutes this year. You need a guy to fill in for Bam, for Dedham, for Morris, for whoever. And I like the addition of George 7, because at the very least, he's just going to be a plug-and-play guy, similar to how we played uh, Chris Silva last year. But at the very best, this is a great scorer who could potentially develop into a long-term uh, rotation piece.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think like yeah, you, you mentioned all the big parts with him. C- totally gifted player with the ball in his hands, just can do everything offensively. He can shoot threes, he can shoot middies. He's his back to the basket game is great. Those jump hooks are silky smooth. Um, it's the other areas that are questioned. You know, his um, his passing is not amazing. Um. He averaged, what, like four or five turnovers a game in the summer league. So, you know, it could be better. His defense is very questionable. Um, but he's, he's shown flashes on that end as a, as a rim protector. And he had that one play at the end of the regulation in the Memphis game where he um, sort of blew up a pick and roll play by jumping the ball handler um, and cut, forcing a turnover that led them to tie the game and force overtime. Um, so I think omer as kind of a, a plug and play and see what you have kind of piece is good he's going to develop obviously um i feel much more confident about him than i do about some of the heat's other developmental pieces cough cough kz cough cough
0: well i think we discussed that um a lot um but but Here's, and and I did uh, refer to this when we discussed KZ, but the thing that I liked most about Yurt 7, I'm speaking very vaguely here, as I always do. um, In a summer league game, you're really only encouraged by a player when he looks like he's too good to be in summer league. Correct. I thought that Omer Yurt 7 looked so much better Than the rest of the guys on the court. I mean, yeah,
1: outside of like Max Frus, he was easily yeah, of course,
0: yeah. But like, that's an NBA player. I
1: mean, he looked like an NBA player, not a summer league player. I agree. I agree. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say he looked like an NBA player, but he looked like he definitely looked like he's he's good enough to be on an NBA roster. He doesn't doesn't look like a rotation kind of guy yet, but like definitely has the potential.
0: Well, hey, you know what you call a player who's on an NBA roster?
1: An NBA player?
0: That, that.
1: (laughs) Now the question is, is he a hooper or a basketball player? No.
0: (laughs) Fine, fine.
1: No, 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 no. I I was joking. We're not having this conversation. I hate that. I hate that. I think we have to have this you brought it up as a joke
0: he's a basketball player
1: is that because never mind um let's not do that
0: let's instead go to a
1: guy who is
0: certainly a hooper
1: he's not, no he's not a hooper or a basketball player he's the he, he's the human embodiment of guts and culture <laughs>
0: He is when, when you say heat culture, if you're to turn heat culture into a man, like like physically like mine for heat culture on Minecraft, and then you construct your avatar solely out of that material.
1: This is not where I thought that, that analogy was going.
0: And then put a basketball jersey on him. Congratulations! You have now created Udinese's Haslam.
1: I mean, what is there to say about him? We all know what he's going to bring. Like, I, yeah, love him, you love Ud.
0: We love him. He, I mean, are, are
1: we going to analyze his
0: game? Um, he he did fantastic in the three minutes he played last year.
1: Led the league um, in po- in points per 36 minutes.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's Eudonis. Um, I know there's still a lot of people who are like, why is he taking up a roster spot? Why is he not playing? Why is he not a coach? Um, to which, you know, you just say Udonis Aslan is not a coach. He is. I mean, to say that he... Isn't having an effect on the on-court product would be a lie. Yeah. Just because he isn't on the court doesn't mean he isn't greatly impacting what goes on the court.
1: Yeah. In terms of like, um, like what he brings and like coaching and all that, like I think I've talked about the, I think we've talked about this before. Um, he went on Duncan Robinson's podcast a few weeks ago. And Duncan straight up asked him, like, very directly, would you want to be a coach? And he immediately went no. He didn't elaborate on it, but it was a very quick and a very stern no. He does not want to coach.
0: Yeah, I think that's always the assumption. Like, oh, you have an NBA player. He's kind of smart. Oh, he'd be a great coach. It doesn't always work like that. I mean, Udonis Haslam is a very talented person. We've seen he's had an incredible impact in social justice, Miami, um, in that community. Um, I'm really. Excited I'd vote for him for- if he
1: ran for governor, bro. You know,
0: uh, for I'd be excited for him as for his career as a politician. That's a guy who I respect more than most people. Um, he is on my list, Ben, of people who I would kick you off for to be my co-host.
1: I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> but um, look, but I, go, I go do my anime podcast with John Carlo Navis and Solomon Hill. Yeah, but as, ex- <laughs> as excited as I am for what happens
0: after the end of his career, you know what else I'm really excited for? What else are you really
1: excited for?
0: I'm excited for what he's going to do for us as Heat fans, what he's going to do for this team this season.
1: hmm
0: I mean, you, you talk about Kyle Lowry. Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam in the same locker room. I mean, that's going to be the most heat culture
1: team that we've ever seen. And Markeith Morris. And P.J. And Markeith Morris and P.J. Tucker. And Bam. Um,
0: And Max Struess. And Max (laughs)
1: Struess. He wants to eat people. (laughs) Um, Where did that come from? That's from, they, they had him mic'd up for the first summer league game And like, he's in the huddle and he's like the the captain of the summer league team. And he's like, Hey, you look at, look at those guys on the other side. What do you see? And someone went food. Someone said food. And he was like, I see a bunch of guys
0: who who were drafted. Well, I remember that. I didn't remember the food part. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Someone said food. Uh, Please tell me that was Marcus Garrett.
1: It probably was.
0: That makes me happy. Miami Heat two-way contract guy. Certainly that wasn't made, KZ.
1: Uh, no,
0: no, no, it was not. Um, um, may, maybe, uh, maybe KZ was just looking for a side of French fries. Um,
1: I'm hungry, but, but, I, man, I gotta go eat dinner soon.
0: Yeah, man, I'm taking out my Bro, ah
1: right on the mic. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no 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 uh, munching on the pod we'll do that later fine but fine. um no I, like i love you UD. so you he's gonna he's gonna do his thing we all know
0: yeah every Heat fan knows that Yuji is just gonna be there he's just gonna be fantastic and, and by the way it's not like he's just sitting around on the bench the whole time that guy practices like he's on like he's the superstar mm-hmm and it, but beyond UD, uh, I know that's kind of the collection of bigs we have on the roster right now. Beyond Udonis, there's a couple of guys uh, from the Summer League who I think are going to be on the preseason roster.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I know you wanted to talk about Michael Potter.
1: Want is a strong word. I, put, I, I, want, I would ask you, so when we do these episodes on the roster – I put in, we're recording Zoom. I put in the chat the names of the guys we're going to be talking about, just because it makes sense, because we don't want to forget anyone. Um, yeah, you all have
0: heard of Zoom, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so it's that, thi- it's that thing Kyle Lowry is going to do when he's running from one end of the court to the other. Um, uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure Andre Iguodala is like part owner of Zoom. So... And that man was still getting paid $18 million by the heat. Listen, group, group ignomics, bro. Coming in watch. The um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, there's no group
0: that's getting that girl. <laughs> it's just
1: ignomics. No, but um That's iggy nomics. <laughs> Micah Potter is on the, the um preseason roster. The heat posted a video of like half the team is getting in like pre-camp runs in Miami in the gym. We you love to see Bam dunked on him pretty hard. Uh, but at least we know he could touch rim. Um, yeah, welcome to Miami. Yeah, get yeah, absolutely
0: um, embarrassed.
1: He's, um, he's fine, Micah Potter. Like, he looked like a fine Summer League player, but not an NBA player. I, I don't know what else to say. He's just a big, so I guess we'll mention him. Um, I forgot the name of the other big who was on the Summer League roster, but he also didn't look great. Uh, that's about it. The good thing is that the
0: Heat have not committed to either of these players, and Correct. so they really have flexibility. Um, I do want to ask you one more question before we wrap up regarding the Heat Bigs. Uh, I know we went on some tangents, but this is actually related to Heat Bigs. So
1: okay. um, If this but- is Carl Anthony Towns again, I'm going to say... <laughs> Um, no, of
0: course, I'm talking about Jordan B. No,
1: so um, with this
0: current situation, I think in terms of the, at, the power for rotation, is kind of uh, confusing, but at least the center rotation, it seems pretty stable. We've talked about the Heat going after wings, going after guards. I know you are, uh, we'll not stop talking about Ricky Rubio, but... Um, I said it when once
1: it, pre-show.
0: When it comes to the center rotation, what sort, do you see the Heat even looking around, even doing some uh, browsing for other options? <laughs>
1: I'm going to say tentatively yes, just because I, I am unsure of Omer. Like, you know, so if like a BAM or a Deadman sustains a long-term interest in injury, I don't know what they have in Omer yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel comfortable having PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris playing small ball five for extended periods of time.
0: You don't feel comfortable with
1: with Morris at the five? No,
0: really? No.
1: I mean, I do. And, I you know, am I feel not... even
0: more comfortable with Tucker you're, at the five?
1: You're a, you're a lot higher on Markeith Morris than I am. That's true,
0: but also I'm I'm of the opinion that all you need to do to be a to be a uh. uh basically okay center is just be tall and not be an idiot
1: Uh, i mean there's there's more to it than that like but it's i i see where you're coming from i just i wouldn't mind them looking at like maybe getting one other guy who's like rotation level Who that guy would be? uh, Another reason
0: why we have this uh, uh, concept difference is because Ben is what you would call a tall person, and I am what you would call an Earl Boykins.
1: I am I am the same height as Kyle Lowry. How is that a tall person? I
0: am Earl Boykins. You're Earl Boykins,
1: but like I'm Kyle Lowry with an even bigger butt. Like not that's not exactly. I'm not sure that's possible. And That's something yeah, we can. Do you want to
0: get on that scale from Pat Riley No, sir. <laughs> yeah. That 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 is why uh, uh Ben and I will uh, are uh, happy in our seats here and uh, letting uh the heat roster do the difficult work. Um
1: I c- I could make a joke but I don't want to get blacklisted by the organization. So that that word. I'm just gonna type it in chat. I'm just gonna type it in chat, and like we can, you can hear Luke's reaction to it. All uh, right. I, I I'm ready
0: for this. I'm ready for this. <laughs> no. Yes. No. I I, I, I yeah. <sighs> yeah yeah yeah. Th- we, we are. We will not be talking about specific members of the Miami Heat front office today um, other than the great Pat Riley. If I may. may.
1: The views of of one Benjamin Afriam Tuvia do not reflect the views of Luke Josh Weber, Hoopball Heat, or the Hoopball Hoopball, uh, Podcast Network as a whole.
0: (laughs) That's a good recorded voice.
1: Yeah, except for the stutter. The one stutter ruined it, I think. Yeah, whatever. We
0: we can get through some stutters. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to tune in for our next couple episodes. They're going to be even more crazy, with even more rants and even more crazy stories. Um, Yeah, so have a great day. Wait, I didn't get to talk
1: about Paul Millsap.
0: No. He got signed
1: signed by uh, Brooklyn.
0: Of course, it got signed by Brooklyn. Everyone got signed by Brooklyn. All right. Have a great day. And we will have some more podcasts going into this uh, training camp season. And, man, uh, when when the season actually starts, and instead of just being hypothetical about everything, we can talk about what's actually going on. It's going to be very, very exciting. Anyways, yeah, that's our show.
1: Time to end it. Um, yeah. Uh thank y'all for listening. Same echoing everything Luke said. Follow us on Twitter at KarmicBeat7193 at Luke Josh Webb. Um, and I will oh and obviously follow at HoopballHeat. heat. Um I will we'll talk to you guys later. Bye guys. Say, Luke say goodbye to the people. Bye, people.
0: This has been a hoop Bowl presentation.